It's Potathon Week on the Big Sky Astrology Podcast with April Elliott Kent and me, producer and co host Jen Brown. Hey, friends, Jen here. Today is September 7th, 2020, and here to labor beside me in kicking off a week of daily episodes is my friend, astrologer April Elliott Kent. Happy Labor Day, April. Thank you, Jen. You too. Thank you. What are your memories of Labor Day? It really is kind of the end of summer here in the United States, and often it used to kick off the school year. Exactly. Here in California. So it really was about laboring, wasn't it? We weren't going you know, into the factories or anything like children of old. But, you know, you and I both went to Catholic school, and it's really not that different. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> so there we were at, at Labor Day. In our uniforms. Yes, yes. Did you wear a uniform? Yes, absolutely. A plaid wool skirt, yep. which was oh, just excellent God. in a sizzling Southern California September, I might add. <sighs> so mm-hmm. it really did feel like labors yeah. going back to school. But I love this time of year because, you know, I liked school. I think you did too. Yep. And there was the excitement of shopping for notebooks and Pens and peachy folders. That's exciting. It was great. The Virgo planets in my chart love that. Mine too. Absolutely. It's still my favorite shopping to do is to go to Staples or something and buy notebooks and pens of many colors and all of that. And we decided that instead, because when we grew up, the other thing that happened on Labor Day was you had the Jerry Lewis muscular dystrophy (laughs) Telethon. Which we always watched, yeah. We did too. It was a wonderful cause, of course. But of course, we watched it because of all the really interesting offbeat acts. And it was a thing that went on all day. And you got to watch Jerry Lewis's gradual disintegration in front of the cameras as he got more and more tired and sweaty (laughs) and all of the rest. And we just, we were thinking about this and we thought, well, why don't we do something special? For the podcast and kind of a, an homage, if you will, to those telethons of old. So instead of one 30-minute episode, which you would normally be getting from us today, this week we're doing something a little different. We're going to bring you five mini-episodes of about 10 to 15 minutes in length, one each day, today through Friday. Yeah, and this format's going to give us an opportunity to share different kinds of content with you than we normally would. But of course, we do have an ulterior motive, if I'm being honest. Well, we do. And as you know, at the close of each regular episode of the podcast, we send out an appeal for donations to help us cover the cost of producing the podcast. And they're not huge, but they are considerable. And many of you have heeded that call and stepped up, and we appreciate it so much. And we also know that not everyone can contribute financially, which we completely understand. We love you just the same. But what we hope to do in the months ahead is to replace or at least augment that appeal at the end of each episode with a hearty individual thank you and a personal shout out to each and every person who donates to the podcast this week. We'd love to just get it all done this week and spend the rest of the year giving thanks to you, our listeners. I know. Isn't that a lot more fun? So much more (laughs) fun. Yes. Now, to encourage your donations, we do want to offer a few incentives to make it a little more tempting for you to contribute. First of all, we're going to be inviting donors of $5 or more to a series of four special podcasts that we are going to produce at the Equinoxes, and that's in the end of September and the end of March, and the Solstices around Christmas time and in the middle of the summer. Second, everyone who donates $25 or more, and this includes our current monthly pod pals who are pledging every month, 
will be automatically entered in a drawing to win some great prizes. One listener will win a 90-minute reading with April, which is a $225 value. Woohoo! One listener will win a 60-minute personal astrology reading with April. That's a $175 value. And three runners-up will receive their choice of these beautiful computer-generated reports that I sell on my online store. They are really terrific, and they are based on your personal birth chart. They're not a complete personal reading. But they're really, really great reports. And this includes two reports by Stephen Forrest, Skylog and Sky Within, and Mary Shea's Solar Return report, and my own Followed by a Moon Shadow Eclipse report. These really are fantastic reports. I've received all of them, and I really have enjoyed them very much. So it's quite a deal. Oh, good. Personal endorsement from Jen. (laughs) Of course. Well, now we want to make this process of choosing these winners very equitable and also quite fun. So what we're going to do is we're going to get everybody's names, and we're going to put them on little pieces of paper, put them in a big bowl, and our tiny cat Toby will be thrown in the middle, and he will select the winning entries. And we will make a little video of it so everybody can see that it's all on the up and up. Plus, you can see Toby, who is incredibly winning and adorable. Will Violet be helping out? She might. And I told you, too, if you kind of want to get Jack and Bear in on the adventure as well, you might think about doing something. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We shall see. (laughs) So what we're going to do for today's episode, when we said that this is going to give us an opportunity to bring you different kinds of content, What occurred to us is we don't really get a chance, because we're talking to you weekly, to talk about the daily rhythm of astrological life. And this really brings us to the moon. As we begin these episodes on September 7th, this is a day where all of the aspects that are happening on this day involve the moon, and that's really all that's going on. Now, the moon's really important in describing the mood of the day, and the moon traditionally ruled the people. The populace. Oh, really? Yes. So the sign that it's in talks about the rhythm and the mood of the people. I've often told people a tip to use if you're, for instance, interviewing for a job on a particular day, is look at the sign that the moon is in and dress in the colors of that sign. For instance, today the moon is in Taurus, a beautiful sign for the moon, one of its favorite signs. It's an earth sign. Colors associated with it, interesting, are like pink and blue. So if you were to go, you know, into a situation, whether it's on a Zoom call or what you're doing, and you want to, on a subliminal level, be appealing to the people you're interacting with, wear some of those colors. Wear soft kind of rose, pink, and blue colors on a day like this. That's some good practical advice, April. And you can also look at the aspects that the moon will be making to other planets on that day because it will tell you how things will tend to progress. If you have a day that has a lot of hard aspects, squares and oppositions or conjunctions with difficult planets, you know that that's a day when it's going to be a little hard to get much done in a favorable, easy way. By difficult planets, you mean Saturn and Mars and Pluto? Mars, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, basically. All of them. All of them. Anything but Venus. Mars and beyond. Yes. It's a a little bit of delicate territory there. So the other thing you will be considering in the long run is what kind of final aspect the moon will make while it's in that sign. But that could be a couple of days later that that'll happen. You'll also look at the current lunar phase, and you'll look at the void of course moon. 
The Void of Course Moon is something, of course, that we covered in an earlier episode. I think it was episode 23. Talking Taurus and the Void of Course Moon. Yeah. It's worth going back and listening to that episode for a little more information about the Void of Course Moon and our thoughts about that. But we do not have a Void of Course Moon on this day. We have some aspects that are really nice. The moon is in Taurus, a sign that it's very strong in. It will make a nice trine aspect to the sun in Virgo. That happens at 9.09 a.m. Pacific time. It makes a wonderful trine to Jupiter at 1.08 p.m., a sextile to Neptune at 5.36 p.m., and finally a trine to Pluto at 11.39 p.m. Pacific time. Now, without breaking those down even on an individual basis, since this is a mini episode, we can just see there is a flow to this day because the moon is overwhelmingly making harmonizing aspects. So the moon will always make aspects in that order these days, right, April? Jupiter, Neptune, Pluto, and Saturn in terms of where they are located degree-wise on the zodiac. Yeah. And they're all in Earth signs other than Neptune, which is in a water sign, which is complementary to Earth. So we just know, yeah, this is kind of a good flowing day today. If somebody were looking for a good opportunity to initiate some kind of action that they want a favorable response for, or they just want things to go smoothly, this is a day I might recommend. Now, you would look at the overall sky, and there are things later in the week that, like Mars turning retrograde that we'll talk about in a couple of days, that might tend to harsh your buzz a little bit. But for today, things are looking smooth. Great. Now, finally, we did want to talk about the moon's phase. We touched on the lunar phases in an episode not too long ago. Have them with a salad. The eight lunar phases, have them with a salad. I will link it in the show notes. You remember that so quickly because that was a fun one. You liked the artwork for that one. I don't remember what the number of the episode was, but I remember the title and the artwork quite clearly. Okay. So we will link it. It's been fairly recent. Yeah. So the phase of the moon today is the disseminating phase. Generally, what happens at the full moon is we take stock of our progress since the new moon. At the disseminating moon, it's time to get out really and communicate with other people about the things that you have learned or reflected on and sort of get their ideas about things as well. I always think of the disseminating moon as a storytelling moon as well. So getting out and sharing your thoughts and your ideas about things Now, since this is in Taurus, which we don't necessarily consider a super chatty, talkative sign. Right. It's pretty quiet. Yeah, it is kind of quiet. So think in terms of, you know, disseminating means to spread out, to send things around. So this could simply be, I still have a Taurus friend who sends greeting cards through the regular mail. I mean, imagine (laughs) that. That would be a perfect activity to be doing on this moon because it's physical and it's tangible and it's putting the word out there, catching up with friends, catching up on birthday cards, you know, letters of condolence, whatever it is that you need to be doing is good for this moon. Very good. Thanks, April. That's good information. You're welcome. It's a nice day. And I mean, it's as you can see, our usual episodes cover a week long period. And so we're hitting the highlights, the real highlights of the week, maybe four or five of them at the most. Right. What we'll be doing this week, kind of as we did today, is take it down to the the day-to-day level where we're living and see exactly what's going on. Yeah. 
And isn't it true that, for example, the moon in Taurus today, and you said it's kind of a quiet sign, it is thought of as more of an introverted sign, and then the next sign, Gemini, would be thought of as more of an extroverted sign, and then the next sign, Cancer, would be thought of as more introverted? I've heard that about sort of the qualities of the signs. Do you agree with that? Because of our current understanding of the word introverted, mm -hmm. I wouldn't use that terminology. Okay. I would say it's more receptive yeah. when it's in an earth sign or a water sign. And it's more proactive when it's in a fire sign or an air sign. Does that make sense? Yeah, like last week you were talking about yin-yang, and mm -hmm. so it's more in that way. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Excellent. All right. Well, what do you think? Is that a... Wow! <laughs> Episode one of the Potathon. Yes! It's so weird to keep this so short, isn't it? Because as you know, we like to gab on and on. It's weird. Yeah. It is. Well, we want to thank you all for listening to our podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, we know that you are not all in a position to donate financially. Yeah. Totally get that. It's you, hard times. It is. And you listen to a lot of podcasts. There are a couple of things you could do that cost you absolutely nothing and would be really helpful. One of them is to just subscribe wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And haven't you heard that that's really good for ratings, April? It is, in terms of people finding us. Yeah, so that would really help us out. It would. And leave us a five-star rating, dare we be so bold, or yeah. a review. Mm -hmm. And spread the word. Tell your friends about the podcast people who are getting into astrology and think they might like it. Of course, this is the first day of our first annual Podathon, and your generous donations will help us keep the podcast coming to you each and every week. We really appreciate them. So to donate, please go to BigSkyAstropod.com. And as April said earlier, anyone who donates $5 or more will receive access to the special episodes that we'll be producing for the equinoxes and solstices. And if you donate $25 or more, you'll get our big thanks for one thing, <laughs> and you'll also be automatically entered in our raffle. So three winners will get a free report from April's online store, one lucky winner will get a free 60-minute reading with April, and one super-duper lucky winner will get a full 90-minute reading with April. Yay! Of course, we want to thank everyone on the air in the months to come. So if you do not want us to mention your name, will you please email April? And her email address is april at bigskyastrology.com to let her know that you'd prefer not to have us mention your name. You will get a confirming email from us when we have received your donation. So if you make the donation and don't receive that email within an hour or so, check your spam or your junk folder. Make sure it hasn't gone in there. And if you don't find it, please contact me, April at BigSkyAstrology.com. We want to make sure everybody is included that wants to be included. Absolutely. Well, join us again bright and early tomorrow morning for the next in this gala potathon spree. And until then, keep your feet on the ground and your eyes on the stars. Thank you for listening. To learn more about April Elliott Kent, please check out her website, BigSkyAstrology.com, where you can sign up for her newsletter, read her thought-provoking weekly essays, purchase her books, sign up for a personal astrology reading, and more. That's all for today. If you like what you're listening to, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast and hit subscribe to stay current with new episodes. You can follow Big Sky Astrology on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Sky Astrology. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.